you for joining me in my second episode of Secrets of a Real Estate Entrepreneur. I have John here with me again today, and uh, he'll be asking me some questions uh, from you all. As promised, um, you ask me questions on my social media, and I'll answer them right here for you as uh, best as possible and uh, dig in as deep as I can. I want my experiences to help you and show you new opportunities you might not be seeing otherwise. So. Uh, let's jump right into it. Thanks for everyone that submitted questions this week. We've been kind of looking at the questions and we've picked uh, five questions to go over today. Like Nick said, we're just going to jump in and we're going to go for the first question. So the first question is from QT Flipper. And uh, his question, Nick, was, do you pre-sell your homes or do you sell them as you build them? How do you kind of go about selling your houses? First of all, I like the name. Um <laughs> I mean, I've kind of done it all. Um, I pre-sell them. Um, I do something I like, like to do is I like to frame them up, then put them on the market, see if I can get it sold um, before it's done, and I give them limited choices. And I also, you know, do straight spec houses where I'll finish the home and uh, then sell it. So the larger my company gets, and I try to do more spec houses now. So I kind of stopped doing the pre-sells. And I'm still doing, um, you know, trying to sell them halfway in between with limited choices. But the larger I get, the more trying to scale my business, I, the more I'm going towards strictly spec homes. I just found it easier to scale my business doing it this way. Uh, less headaches. Um, you're not dealing with the customers ultimately. And for me, I could do more homes that way. One thing to keep in mind though is if you are doing strictly spec homes, you have to make sure you're building something that you know your customer is going to love. As far as Obviously, selling things before they go, before you build, it's easier in your budget to know exactly that you have that money in. Would you suggest that you know someone starting out try to pre-sell everything? Um, yes, I mean I, I think it's a really good way if, if you have systems in place. I mean if you have a team or you you think you're really good with dealing with people to uh, pre-sell them. Uh, really, it takes the whole risk right out of the whole process. You know, you have it sold ahead of time, so you know exactly what your profits are. Um, they'll be giving you a non-refundable deposit, so you have that as well. Um, so I think it's it's a great way of doing it. You just have to make sure you're ready to really handhold the people through the whole construction process. So the next question we have here is uh, from Mitch Cossett. Uh, he's a 19-year-old. He has some money invested in mutual funds currently, but he's really wondering what his first real estate investment should be. I think the really the first the first step is to really to to learn to learn his learn the craft a little bit, um, and there's no real shortcut to that. I'd want to learn want him to learn everything he can, you know, from other investors, um, start networking with other lenders, real estate agents, and then really kind of see what he likes, what he enjoys. Um, I think a small flip or a small spec house would be a perfect way to start. That's kind of what I would recommend. I would also you know possibly you know use a partner on the first one. Um, or find an investor that might want to, you know, split the split the equity, split the profit. From there, it'll kind of take some of the risk off from him, and um, maybe you know get his feet wet. You know, find someone to work with might be a, a good way to do it. What was kind of your first like entry move into it? Was it doing a flip, or you know, was it building that multi? What was your first? Yeah, my my first real big deal was a spec house, and I did that with a partner. Um, like I said, so. It was, it was the same thing. It was a very small starter home. Um, it sold for, I think, like 180000 Super small, two-bedroom, one-bath house. It was a perfect way to get my feet wet. I had a business partner that had some knowledge, so he taught me some things along the way. And um, it worked out great. So I think for me, it worked for me. I think it'll work for you as well. The next question is kind of on the same lines. 
Uh, this one's from Zachary J. Johnson. He's a 20-year-old, new to the real estate world, and he's wondering if fixing up distressed properties and either renting them or selling them is a good first move for someone that's entering the market. Yep, I, th I think distressed properties are a good way to do it. Um, I would recommend selling a few first, um, really to build up his cash, and then if he decides that he wants to hang on to these and use his rentals, I think that'd be a good way to do it. Uh, me personally, I don't like renting out single family houses. I'd rather flip those for some money. Um, if he wants to do some rentals and have some steady cash flow, I would recommend him doing multifamilies for that. Now, the thing with, you know, there's a lot of people out there trying to push, you know, you know, renting single families for me. I don't think it's a good investment, partly because, you know, if, if you have a tenant that moves out, you're out 100% of your money. Now, a couple months of that could ruin your complete cash flow for the entire year. So with a multifamily, you've had one person that moves out, you still have, you know, another one or three or four rentals uh, covering your expenses. So that's, that's my opinion as far as that goes. So I think a small flip, a distressed property to get his feet wet and turn over would be a great way. When you hear this like distressed properties term being thrown around a lot, and we know a lot of people are looking for distressed properties, any insight on, you know, how do you find these distressed properties before they hit the market or, you know, what angles can you play to find these distressed properties that everyone's looking for? Pretty simple. You have to be willing to hustle harder than everybody else. The money's really in the buy in a good market. There's a ton of competition. So, but some of the best ways I found um, is just searching public records. I mean, every city has that. Uh, send out mailers and believe it or not, road signs um, for the money. There's no better return as far as I've found. Um, it's simple. I mean, anyone can do those, hang them up, and you'll get phone calls. It might not all be good deals, but you have to shuffle through them. But, you know, say if you look at 100 properties, there might be one in there that's a good deal. And you can find those just by, you know, hanging up a sign that, you know, costs cost you a buck to make. I think that's a really good way. Can't forget realtors either. Uh, those can be some of your best, um, best ways to find these properties. But you have to be willing to go out there and establish those relationships. Uh, they can give you a deal before it hits the market. Um, it's perfect, and that's some of the best ways and some of the best deals I've found is through with the relationships I've I've made. The last question here uh, for today's uh, people to ask through social media is Greg D fifty two, and he's wondering how he should break into the real estate market. Uh, he hasn't done anything yet. He's thinking about it. He thinks it's an attractive market. You know, what are those first steps that he should be making? Like I said in the last question, uh, networking with every single realtor in this community um, is the absolute best way to get your feet wet and start learning the market. Um, you know, take them out to coffee, you know, go golfing with them, anything, whatever it takes. Um, learn the market, learn the pockets, you know, um, some markets, learn everything. Find out what stuff's selling for, um, what stuff's being listed for, you know, learn the ticks up and down. I mean, learn everything. And also another thing you should really be doing is you know, study other investors. You know, drive around, find some other people that are fixing up houses. Pay attention to what they're doing. Um, there's no sense of, you know, reinventing the wheel. You know, find out what they're doing. You know, look and see who they're using for subcontractors. Um, you know, if someone, if you see someone consistently using someone as a subcontractor, you know that person's working good for, for them. Why not you give them a call for your deal? So don't reinvent the wheel and all this stuff. It just takes a lot of hustle going around making those relationships and you know and figuring everything out. Also start making some money with some some investors, some people that lend private money. 
talk to them, see what they want from you. Um, from there, you can work backwards and see, you know, how much cash they're going to require you to have. So you know, like, you know, how long it will take you to come up with that money to get your first deal going. In your, you know, in your history, you're talking about, you know, connecting with these realtors. Do you feel like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are nervous or timid, but in your time, have you seen that people are pretty open to talking to anyone about, you know, these potential deals? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing about real estate agents is they're working on commission. So they're going to want to help you out because they're going to be making money as well. But keep in mind, you can't be full of shit. I mean, they're going to see through that. It looks like anyone, like me or you could, could see through, you know, someone that's full of shit. They got to know that you're serious and you're willing to, to go. If you're all talk and you're not willing to actually pull the trigger on something, that relationship won't work. But you have to be, you have to be willing to actually do something, not just, you know, out there, you know, spinning the wheel. Nick, I know you work a lot on spec homes and I'm, you know, wondering how you kind of got introduced to building spec homes and, and then what you feel the opportunity is in that market now. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen the first episode, um, definitely go back and listen to that. It kind of tells like how I got started. I started working for a contractor that was building these spec homes for other developers. And I kind of recognized the money that they were making and the lifestyle that they were living. And at that point, I kind of knew that's where I wanted to be, you know, and um, that's how I got introduced to it. And then my first deal with actually was with a person I was working for. So we partnered up and built a couple spec homes together before I wanted my own. And now that you've done them, you know, why do you think they're such a, a good thing? Why do you like to build spec homes opposed to doing flip houses? Is there a reason? Yeah, the reason for me is the scalability. And um, more than that is you can really automate this. You know, there's really no unknowns. So I don't have to be on the job site every single day. I could have a project manager run this for me. For me, I have a project manager on site, but this is someone that you could hire just a general contractor to run the job for you, like you would a spec home, but they're just building it from the ground up. But you're not going to run into any unknowns. They're going to be following a set of blueprints. For me, I could be doing other things around this house is being built, opposed to checking on the job, worrying about things coming up, you know, worrying about you know really going out there and trying to find the next deal or trying to you know wholesale a house or whatever it may be. I know my margins. I know my exact profit before I even start the deal, start the product, start the the build. So, it's a it's a great way for me to scale my business and make more consistent income. Would you recommend people that are already flipping houses look to spec homes, or do you think someone that's not even flipped a house yet is able to do a spec home? I th I think you can if you could do a if you could do a flip home, you could do a spec home. It just takes a little bit of knowledge to learn how to do it, but the process isn't a whole lot of different. And I would definitely recommend people to at least kind of look into it and start, you know, getting some knowledge about it for sure. It's just another avenue to make money in real estate. So when you're when you're a real estate entrepreneur, you're looking at all avenues of real estate. There's so many opportunities out there. I don't want to leave anything out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure different markets obviously dictate what you're looking at as far as like a down market. You know, you're looking at flips and things like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just pay attention and just learn as you go and, you know, uh, try and look at every, every everything possible. Yeah, so Nick, so what's kind of going on in your life right now? What are you working on? What are you doing this weekend? Fill us in on, on the details. A sneak peek, huh? Yeah, um, yeah right now uh, things are busy. We, I think I have uh, like 12 spec homes right now going and uh, two flip houses. So things are busy. 
just kind of going through the motions on all of those. I got a couple of houses that should be closed out here shortly. And then get those little books and we're actually got planned to put a couple more foundations in next week. So it's just a constant revolving. Um, I always try to have at least at least 10 houses going at once. Uh, for me, that's easy to manage. Um, like I said, doing these spec houses, it's really easy for me to do that and oversight and really everything. It's all the flips, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so just turning things over, um, getting cash flow going, trying to get stuff off the books and uh, get some more going. So just it's a constant hustle. This weekend, this weekend I'm gonna take it pretty easy. I've been, I've been on the move quite a bit lately, so I think I'm gonna stick around town uh, probably take the boat out on the lake, um, you know, probably have a few beers out there, try to behave myself. Um, but that's that's really about it. I'm gonna, uh, probably go, I'll probably check on some jobs too, you know, you know, the usual. You mentioned, you know, you try to have 10 jobs at once. That's like, you know, for someone that's not into it, that's a big number. Did you ever expect yourself to be doing 10 jobs at once? I know you're like a, you know, a big dreamer and, and you love, you know, thinking big, but does it ever surprise you to look on the board and see so many jobs up there? It's sometimes a surprise to me looking at, looking at the board and seeing everything, but um, I, I, I always kind of knew that, you know, that was something I'd be doing. You know, I, I mean, I think that if I wanted to, I could do, you know, you know, 20 jobs at once. I think I could do 100 houses a year if that's something that I wanted to do. I'm not sure if that's the, the route that I want to go. I'm, you know, I'm trying to scale my business a little bit different directions, but I mean, I'm proud of what we've done for sure. And, um, and hopefully that I can just keep on helping people by what I've learned. So that's kind of my new goal is to pass my knowledge on to everyone else. Thank you. And everyone that submitted questions this week, thanks so much. Uh, don't be afraid to send questions in to next Instagram or Facebook or email. Uh, we love to you know have these questions and I've, I'm happy to ask Nick and pass the knowledge on. So thank you. Thanks guys. Um, let me know. Yeah. Send all your questions in and um, uh, hit me up on uh, my social medias. Uh, at Nick Estes, and I will see you uh, next week.